0: Following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com.
1: Ming's not unbeatable. With all his men, he couldn't even kill Flash.
2: Gordon's alive. Welcome to
1: Flash,
2: Gordon Minute,
0: presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast.
2: Brad, and introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo,
3: Eric. We are at Minute 51 of Flash Gordon Minute. Eric, how are you this evening? Well, Brad,
4: I suddenly discovered today that I can do all kinds of gymnastics moves that I never knew I could do before, (laughs) so I'm very excited.
3: Yeah, all of a sudden everything goes to... uh... Full Jim in this minute, so uh it's it's, a, it's an exciting minute, uh, and we have an exciting guest, Eric. Who do we have with us this evening?
4: Yes, joining us from the Hangover Hangover Reviews on YouTube and the Dog Hair Network podcast, we have Rory
3: Spence. Welcome, Rory.
0: Hello. Thanks very much for having me.
3: Rory, we're really excited to have you, and uh, you know it, it's uh, we're, we're gonna have a great time this week, and. You got some good minutes. Uh, we we've had some weird ones recently. We um, also had some really uncomfortable minutes, and, and this is great because this is a a, a weirdly empower a, a weirdly empowering a uh, couple of minutes for 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 Dale. So uh, <laughs> without any further ado, Eric, walk through what what happens in this minute.
4: Yeah, we've had a, a number of guests. Uh, uh building up to this minute, talking about how ex- how much they love this particular minute right <laughs> here, and my note for this minute just says, Dale is the Black Widow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: That pretty much sums it up. Alright, we're done with this minute. <laughs> <laughs> it just came so out of nowhere. Dale showed no aptitude for hand-to-hand combat, and the cartwheel the one-handed cartwheel while holding a rifle i i, I, I <laughs> you there was nothing leading up to this up until this point i think she fainted twice in 2 minutes <laughs> uh, was always getting looking for it to hold she was if she couldn't hold uh, be held by flash when she was scared she would like settle for like being held by zarkov just as long as like some strong man was holding her and at this minute no, nah, she's uh, and, and I, I just wonder if it was uh, the confidence of knowing that she was dealing with the worst guards ever.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, these
4: these guys are worse than Cobra soldiers and stormtroopers. They are just <laughs>
3: horrible. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, guys, they make uh, they, they make stormtroopers seem like John Wick. They just. <laughs> You, they go one at a time. They move very slow. Uh, they have uh, apparently they, they they got a case of the Darth Vader asthma because you can hear them coming a mile away with their breathing apparatus. <laughs> Boy, and, and their aim sucks. Oh my God! The, the 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 first one shows up and gets taken out just
4: incredibly easy by an unarmed travel agent. <laughs> then the second one shows up and fires. She's, I mean, she's, he's like right in front of her and he completely misses her twice not even yeah. once the third one walks right into being shot by her I mean he just walks right into it and then a fourth one shows up and he walks right into her just slant, beating her up with the gun I, I mean these these are the most incompetent <laughs> troops I mean Cobra Commander couldn't find those troops
0: they are useless but I do actually really like the design of the magna look really cool just terrible like as get like impractical masks and everything obviously but they look cool and they sound cool they sound like pegs or something i was trying to work out what that noise was
4: yeah there's that death squeal when they yeah. die you oh, know and yeah. i always i always until the sentinels showed up in actually in the movies when i was a kid reading the x-men comics and they would always say that the sentinels would make a squeal when they exploded i, I that's that's the squeal <laughs> i imagine the sentinels used to make when i was a kid
0: so it's sort of pig like sort of that, Like I've read a few Flash Gordon comics, and there's a lot of beast men and stuff in there, so I, was, I just kind of I don't know if that was ever the intention, but I've kind of assumed these are pig men, although Yeah,
3: I can believe that. I can believe they're pig men. Yeah, that, uh, is, I, you know what, Rory, you bring up a good point, and they, they are a cool design, but part of me wants to see what's under the mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they are terrible, they look great. Then they, they must spend a lot of time admiring themselves in the mirror, and that is time that they should have spent <laughs> at the uh, gun range because uh, it's, it's a small room, and the fact that Dale is basically able to trick them with a, you know, hey, come here, no, come here thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, how you say, Roy, that, um,
4: you know, they're probably pigmen. When I was a kid, I think partially because when they get shot, Smoke comes out of them. I wasn't sure if these were robots yeah. or something alive.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: You would hope the robots would do better. <laughs> <laughs> you know. they definitely need a version two point uh, if if these are uh, something mechanical because they are terrible.
0: <laughs> hope anything would do better than that. Uh, hope pigmen would do better as well, even. Oh than, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Or, or just actual pigs. <laughs> 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 then the big man is like listen let's just get a couple of pigs strap some guns to their back i don't know how it'll work but they can't do any worse
0: well, i said pigs are pretty vicious they might they might do all right
3: god this just this is just such a great minute and i don't know eric what's your thought why this sudden change they could have just very easily had dale run through a couple of hallways and run into zarkov there was no real need for this minute they didn't show have to show her being so tough uh and it definitely doesn't mesh up to the dale we'd see at this point i love it and it's a great scene uh, i would sort of rather they had tweaked earlier scenes or given you some indication all they needed was like i don't know her picking up her bag and there's like a couple of boxing gloves out of her bag. It's like, Oh yeah, go to kickboxing class or something like that.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's great to see Dale get some revenge here, Uh, but you're right. It just comes completely out of nowhere. And I think, I think it plays into what we've talked a lot about in the past about the director, Mike Hodges, how, you know, they were just making it up as they went along Um, about this scene specifically, though he had issues because uh, Danilo Donate, the, the the costume designer, the, the the quote Mike Hodges had about him was, I doubt he ever read the script, and it's because he, he's got Dale in this scene taking out the guards, and he puts her in high heels during this mm-hmm. scene. And so she had to take her shoes off during the scene. Um, so, you know, he just was constantly having to adapt to whatever he was being given on a daily basis. And so, you know, obviously the scene's in the script, but, you know, you know, Who knows, maybe Melody Anderson even said, hey, you know, give me some butt-kicking to do here, you know?
3: Yeah, I would love if that was the case. I would love if it was the thing of Melody Anderson reading the script, just like, no, come on, give me something. And there's so much cool fights, and, and, you know, she's just watched uh, Sam Jones with his football fighting, and just... Her wanting to... And and it's got to be fun to have that one scene where you beat everybody up. And everybody wants that, you know. Everybody wants to be the action star. And the great thing about action movies is... Sometimes it doesn't make any sense who's beating people up. Um, I just saw they had the ad for the newest Tom Cruise Mission Impossible film. uh, Movies that I enjoy. But it doesn't really make sense where... However movie... I think this is going to be the fifth of those... That series. And the idea Sex, of Tom I think. Cru- Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Sixth. And, uh, you know, Tom Cruise actually isn't a particularly believable action star. He's certainly fit, but he's also pretty short and way too pretty to, to look like he's ever been to a lot of fights. Also in yeah. his 50s by now. Yeah, he's in his mid 50s, and they have a scene of him, like, duking it out with uh, Henry Cavill, who. You know, he's Superman for goodness <laughs> sakes. He's, yeah. six, he's six foot plus. He's built like a truck. And there, Tom Cruise is like trading uh, haymakers with him. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on. But that's the great thing about action films, especially when it's science fiction, where everything's ridiculous to begin with. It's like, oh, why not Melanie Anderson, who's, uh, you know, a thin, attractive woman? Why can't she be doing cartwheels and, you know, d- d- become an expert? becoming an expert marksman much better than the people apparently trained with the weapons in a laser pistol is like you know what i don't even know where the trigger would be on a laser pistol (laughs) a mongo uh, a a mongorian laser gun there's no reason it should work the same as your you know uh, semi-automatic on earth
0: feels probably pretty intuitive if these guards are working it out
3: maybe it's uh it and that is a trope that happens all the time in uh, science fiction or action movies, where uh, people can all of a sudden figure out the usage of alien technology real quick. Um, with uh, I, I rewatched the first Avengers recently, and you had the scene where you know Black Widow, who you know, obviously I think we can all say, and perhaps drew some inspiration from this minute, uh, beating up the, uh, the the Chitauri and. Just was able to in the heat of battle grab a weapon off of one of the Jatari soldiers and zap him with his own weapon. Is like, eh. and, and that didn't look like an Earth weapon at all. At least this this guy's uh, this guard's rifle looked like a gun, an Earth gun. So that is like, I, I don't even see where there's a trigger or anything. That looks like it's running on like t- tentacle power. So, but eh. I, I guess it doesn't work anyway. I'm looking for too much logic. And uh, I think we've pretty much given up on logic for this film. Yeah, that's fair.
0: I did have a theory about where her handspring ability came from, her cartwheeler, because you see earlier in the film during the football fight that she is doing a little bit of cheerleading. Oh, and I think oh, she may have yeah. may have been a high school cheerleader or something that where she got a little bit of acrobatic ability from.
4: I like that. I never connected that. I like that.
3: I like that idea. Uh, although I think uh, in previous minutes there were some uh, critical critiques of her uh, her cheerleading abilities, but <laughs> okay. it's, that, but that's as good an answer. Hey, that's a better answer than I think anyone in the movie came up with. So, uh, Rory, you get the no prize. <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> Rory, what did, what else did you think of uh, her her fighting technique and you know this is for me this was sort of a satisfying minute it, it was and we've called up before where flash gordon uh has very cool fight scenes that track um what what did you think of like just overall choreography of this scene
0: yeah i like it as interestingly as i would say it does give her something to do that looks good I just, we're analyzing it saying that it's not something she was or has seemed to be able to do up to this point. But whenever I've watched the film, that's never been something I've thought about because uh, because it, it works, I think, in, in the context of the film. And you say by this point in the film, you've just submitted to the 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 ride rather than analysing it. Really, only in this this format would you still be thinking logically about this film. So I think it works really well, and it's it's fun. It's does not make a whole lot of sense, but it is fun, and that's what you want.
3: I think we can give, and just in general, people with entertainment can forgive a lot as long as you make it fun and enjoyable. Uh, um, so you know, I, I certainly didn't watch this and was the first time as a youth, and was I certainly wasn't angry about it. I was just like, ah, oh, okay, didn't know she had it in her.
0: It's more than that. They wouldn't even think about it if she didn't do the cartwheel, though. I don't think at all. That's the only reason people remember this bit. I think, is because she does that. If she was just, if she just took a gun off a guy and shot a couple of people, you wouldn't have a problem with it. I don't think.
4: Yeah, I agree. It's the cartwheel that that really
3: stands out.
0: Yeah.
4: No
3: value to it, and uh, <laughs> it, it's certainly visually pleasing because she has the flowing, you know, skirt, and it looks great when yeah. she does it. Uh, it probably was a pain to do for the uh, stunt woman. I, 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 I don't believe I don't believe that was actually Melody Anderson cartwheel. Not nah, oh I, I can't imagine it was. <laughs>
0: you definitely don't see her face when yeah. she's doing it.
3: I, I think in a real firefight situation, if you see someone cartwheeling, it's like um yeah we're going to make extra sure to shoot that person just for trying to bring their uh, pommel horse routine into the event. So uh, everybody fire a couple extra rounds.
0: What was it? Assassin's Creed. I was playing an Assassin's Creed game. Can't remember which one recently. And uh, my flatmate was watching me. Sorry, roommate for Americans. Uh, <laughs> he was watching me, and I <laughs> like just—it's quite a good combat system in those games. Don't have to play them, but uh, at one point I did like a sort of side roll, and he was pointing out that if anybody rolled sideways in a fight, like in a sword fight, they would probably be killed immediately.
3: Well, it was. um Kirk used to do that all the time when the original Star <laughs> Trek show. He was always doing the, the forward roll. And it's like,
2: eh. You know, why yeah. don't
3: you just... Which, of course, they too had a lot of fun making fun of uh, for, uh, what was it, Galaxy Quest. There's, there's no reason for that. Just just, just hide behind the rock.
4: Yeah. Uh, if, if, it, if it looks cool, the movie fight physics do not need to make sense. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: I just love that Kirk punch, the two-handed hammer to the back that he oh, did yeah. in every fight.
3: It, yeah, and Eric, you sort of bring up a good point how movie fights don't really reflect reality well. And I think the biggest disappointment I, uh, I've i ever had watching the Olympics was uh, I've seen Princess Bride a thousand times with the amazing <laughs> sword fight uh, between <laughs> Inigo and uh, the Dread Pirate Rabbits. And then Olympic uh, Time comes up. It's like, oh, they're going to have fencing. It's like, this is going to be amazing. And uh, it's, each fun- fencing match lasts about a, a fu- three seconds. And, there's, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, okay, who can poke each, the, the other guy first? And it's like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. there, there's no battle on top of a castle wall or anything like that. And it's like, oh, that's right. Real life doesn't look like this. So.
4: Yeah. For me, you know, growing up, seeing all the Rocky movies you know i mean they're they're practically killing each other in the ring and then once i got a bit older and i actually watched a few actual real boxing matches and it's mostly just you know standing around sizing each other up they link up you get a few punches in they stop you know i was like this, this isn't at all what they do in the rocky movies this isn't but what, what is this
0: they protect our face in real yeah life.
4: yeah yeah they're not going come on hit me hit me hit me <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah, that is very true. And uh, I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia, so Rocky was very important to everyone in my area. And it was like, oh, all right. And yeah, same thing. Then they was like, it's Saturday night boxing. It's like, first off, nobody was in near that good a shape. Because <laughs> when you're an actual boxer, you're not trying to be as cut as humanly possible. You're trying to, like, and also because they're trying to cut weight and then they put on weight immediately afterwards. You know, the. the They they don't look like that. So they they don't look like uh, '80s era Sylvester Stallone. And then, yeah, and they would just—you're right—they would just sort of throw a couple of jabs that wouldn't be anywhere close or be have any real force behind it because they're feeling each other out. And then they would link up and get separated. I never saw anybody separate Rocky and one of his opponents during a Rocky movie. Nobody. There was very little tying up.
4: No, and if it did happen, they would like shove each other across the
3: ring or something, like that, which is something else that never happens. Ah, uh, all right. Well, Eric, what other notes do you have for a minute fifty-one?
4: Uh, I got, I got two more, and and one of them, I'm wondering if if either one of you is aware of this or if any of our listeners are, but I, I, you know, I, I did see the movie in the movie theater when I was five, but obviously, I only remember a couple of specific parts about it. So I my. My, the, the movie was imprinted on me really Then watching it on tv through the years as a kid so this scene was not in the tv version that i watched growing up or that i had mm. taped off tv on my vcr so until i bought this movie on dvd maybe about 10 years ago or so i didn't even know that this scene existed i had never seen it before and i was watching the dvd when i bought it and uh, and this scene comes on and i was like what the what the heck is this that i Is this like a bonus scene they threw in for the DVD? And it's no, it was always cut to get the movie to fit the two hour runtime on commercial television when I was a kid. And there's there's a couple of other scenes later on in the movie that the same thing happened and we get to them. I'll mention them. But but this whole Dale crazy
3: scene I never knew existed. Wow, that is amazing. I I didn't I, I did not remember that, although I will say watching this. This for for, for the pod, for the podcast. It did feel a little fresher um, than than anything else I watched. Like so many other scenes, so much of the rest of this movie, uh, you know, I, you're almost reciting the lines along with it because you've seen so many times. And this, right. like, I, I don't want to say it surprised me, but it's like, oh, you, you know, it, now that you say that, it's like, oh, it, it does. This did feel like something I've watched ten times instead of a hundred times.
0: That's great. I don't. Obviously, I would have maybe seen a different TV version. I think for British TV, they do cut them differently, and I mm. believe they're a little less harsh. So, yeah, I remember the scene. So, I assume I saw it on TV.
3: There's always so much talk in uh, with American television how uh, they they cut more and more content and may, uh, because they're adding more and more advertising, uh, to the point where uh, for an hour-long show. Uh, on American broadcast television, the the episodes are there's only 42 minutes of content because they have to have that 18 minutes of advertising, which is pretty crazy. Yeah,
4: and this would have been back though. This would have been in the 80s though. That I when I when I you know I'm here in New York, Channel 9 or Channel 11 is probably where I used to watch it.
0: See here, like good chance I saw it on BBC where there aren't any ads, so ah nice. That would have, that would have probably been the full full length.
3: It's another way we're we're just not doing it right. We're not doing it right in the colonies, Rory. We're just not doing it
4: right. ever, ever since uh, the
3: American Revolution, that the we we've done, we've done nothing right since.
0: <laughs> I just yeah. took a sip of tea as you said that <laughs> symbolically. It wasn't intentional. your lies as I was doing
4: it. Another note I have for this minute, Brad, is um, earlier in the movie when these pig guys were around. Uh, They had human hands, and I remember noting how creepy I thought that was, and so I'm happy to say in this scene they are now wearing red gloves, and I was very happy.
3: Hide your hands, man. Uh, (laughs) There just shouldn't be anything human showing on these characters unless they're definitely humanoid, so uh, yeah, there's something really weird with pig people with human hands or anything like that, so... Yeah, I, I'm, they're all gloved up. They're covered head to toe. Somebody else in those previous minutes, they just must have. Somebody just must have left it at the food cart.
0: Uh, only other note is just that I like the music. It's quite nice, sneaky music, plucked strings.
3: It is really great. It it's music that sounded like tiptoeing, and I can't express why it does, but it just it sounds like an old Warner Brothers cartoon where there would be. That's what um, I was
0: gonna say. Yeah, it's quite linient.
3: Yeah, it's like somebody just tiptoeing in the background, and uh, it 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 had that feel to it. So it's it's good, sneaky music. Uh, so yeah, that's an excellent call-out. Uh, Eric, do we what do we know about the music cues from this? Do, do we have any notes on the music cues from this uh this minute?
4: Uh yeah this uh this song began in uh last the, the last episode of last week um so it's the same song uh that we were talking about at the end of last episode uh so this is a howard blake song
0: Mm. yeah i assumed it wasn't queen
4: yeah oh yeah this is pretty obviously not yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) very good well uh yeah this has been a ah, fun minute it's nice to have a fun minute it's nice to have a fun minute where no nobody's getting space roofied uh (laughs) Dale gets some agency, and it, it's uh, this is a really good one. And we have some more good moments coming up. Um, so uh, Rory, real quick, um, uh, tell uh, tell our listeners where they can uh, find out about more about your uh, your work in podcasting world.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, for everyone, you can really go to dogcarenetwork.com. I do a podcast called Dog Care Presents, where I tell people about, and I have guests, and I talk about things that are usually pretty geeky. You know, like the history of a comic book character or a movie star or something like that. Uh, sometimes it's just about like pirates or there's an episode on toilets, you know, just weird things. Uh, I also do a YouTube show called Hangover Reviews where I review things to watch and do with a hangover. And you can find all that at dogcarenetwork.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hangoverreviews or at Network to find out more about that.
4: Will there be a lot of people having to recover from hangovers as we record this? There's a pretty big wedding going on in a couple of days. Right, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, will there right. be a lot of people needing your hangover advice? Uh, yeah, at that's
0: a good. That's a good point. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, after the the royal wedding, that will be a big day for hangovers.
3: Gosh, it, it, it's it's actually pretty crazy. To, uh, because uh, Rory, where, where do you live? Glasgow. Glasgow. Um, so it's pretty great, uh, interesting talking to you, because uh, as we're recording, it's, well, gosh, when is Royal, is it Saturday or Sunday?
0: It's 2.30 on Sunday morning.
3: 2.30 on Sunday morning.
0: Sorry, not Sunday, sorry, I got totally confused there, I thought you were asking me what time it is now and it's Friday morning, that's, I'm sure you know what time it is, yeah. I'm confused. The, you ask him what time the Royal Wedding is, it's is on Saturday, I do not know when, because I'm not that interested to be frankly
3: <laughs> honest <laughs> well it's uh, you know a big cultural event and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of news about it so it's pretty crazy because we're talking about it right now it sounds like the whole thing could go completely crazy because uh, Meghan Merkel who's marrying into the royal family you know I don't know how what you have like uh, if there's anything what, what the British equivalent is to the sort of trash family that her uh, fam- <laughs> extended family seems to be it feels like it good, could turn into an episode of uh, Maury Povich or something, because uh, it's crazy. Uh, and
2: yeah.
3: it's like her father will be walking her down the aisle, then he won't be walking her down the aisle, and he says he had a heart attack, but then he's, he, he's in stage pictures with a paparazzi and everything. It's it's It sounds nuts. It sounds like the sort of thing where something crazy is going to happen that we're not aware of right now, because uh, by the time this episode progresses in the future, so... I feel like we ought to like make up like fake scenarios and just talk about it. it's like I can't believe those uh, uh pig alien uh, soldiers just like the ones that showed up at the royal wedding. <laughs> I remember when uh when we did our previous minute by minute show uh, uh minute of darkness where we're talking about army of darkness we recorded that before the uh the, the last American re- uh, presidential elections. And, right. and the yeah. episodes came out after the elections. So we sort of sounded foolish because when we were recording, the belief was it was going to be a landslide victory for uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And that ain't how things turned out.
2: <laughs>
0: no. That was, uh, I went to bed. I'm sure, she was winning. She was in the lead, I think, when I, when I fell asleep.
3: And you woke up in Bizarro World. Yeah. yeah.
0: Don't want to comment too much on your, your politics. Yeah. <laughs>
3: We try not to too much as well, just because, you know, because we want people from all ends of the political spectrum to listen to us. And uh, those people on all uh, ends of the spectrum, uh, Eric, where can they find out more about Flash Gordon Minute?
4: Well, they can find out more on Facebook if you chat with us in the Flash Gordon Minute listeners vortex. They can find out more on Twitter, Flash Gordon Pod, and they can find out more by sending us an email, Minute at gmail.com.
3: We asked that everybody uh, on iTunes give us a rating review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more visibility we have. Um, you know, we've been getting more and more people listening, and uh, people seem to be really enjoying the show. But you know, hey, sh- share your love, share your love. Um, so, uh, but it's been a really fun minute, uh, Ericus. It's, it's been a great time, but uh, but I feel like there's just a big change happening in my life. Ooh, changes. The change, Brad. No, no, not that change. Just it's uh you know as we've talked about before. We uh my my family has moved. We're at a new Geppetto Studios where we're recording this, and uh, we've just a it's, the house is a little bit of a fixer upper, so we put new floors in the living room and put a new wall where there used to be a mirror wall because the house was built in the '70s, and I've just been doing a lot of this work myself and learning a lot, and uh, uh, I, I I I just uh, I just. Feel myself becoming like a handy guy i've been i actually told my sons like gotta be sure to measure twice and cut once and all this stuff and i just feel like one day i'm just gonna magically wake up with like a suede tool tool belt and i'll just be, be become that guy from this old house
4: oh well uh listen if you're concerned that you're turning into schneider from uh whatever sitcom schneider was on or yeah bob vila who builds houses with his bare hands Eh, I wouldn't worry too much about it, Brad, because Flash will save every one of us.
0: Attention listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at FlashGordonPod and join the conversation on Facebook
2: in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex.
3: Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute.
1: sweet things you tell all your